She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Dannett, known as the Fearless Living Coach, and today we have an amazing guest with us. So without further ado, let's just jump right in and get to know her a little bit better. Hello, how are you? Hello, thanks for having me. I'm excited to share some thoughts and ideas with you. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for you know saying yes. Um, so introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm Sharon North Pole, and no, I'm not Santa Claus's wife. That is my name. It's a combined name, uh, my married name and my maiden name, and. I am an encourager of possibility, and I guide women over 50 to live with more joy, more passion, get more energy, reduce their anxiety and stress, and I help them get on the path to living the life that they dream of, that they will really enjoy, and um, get that zesty, juicy thing going on their path of, of life so that they can rock their bucket list. And I got involved in that when I saw a lot of my friends that weren't living that life. And I'm 73, loving life, and have a lot of ups and downs that I've been through. I have a PhD in adversity, and I've been through a lot of what my women that are, that are in my groups have going on in their life. And I just wrote a book, um, just finished it, been writing it a long time. It's 30 stories of tragedy to triumph from women that are very inspiring that they've been through really tough things, um, death of a spouse, a, a murder, abuse, lots of things. But everybody came out of that better than they went in. And it's an inspirational book and it launches this Tuesday. So I'm very excited about that and um, anxious to share some inspiration and hopefully those stories might be be outright when somebody needs to hear them. That's beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that. And we'll definitely be breaking all of this apart and digging a little deeper. So you mentioned, you mentioned overcoming adversity. So can you tell us a moment in time when things drastically changed for you? You know, what occurred? How did you overcome it? And where are you today? Well, I've had so many stories that I, I had to pick one. And um, multiple ones are in my book, not only mine, but a lot of other women's. But the one that's most recent and the one that's the most um, daunting was I was headed um, from, a, I spoke at a retreat in Mexico and was headed back to California in a hurry because I was attending my uh, grandson's graduation. And on that plane back from Mexico, I contacted a rare form of pneumonia. And I never made it to the graduation. I got to California. I went to bed. And two days later, I was in intensive care, in a coma, and on life support. So I was on life support and in a coma for two weeks. And then I was in the hospital for two months. And during that time, I was on dialysis and had a lot of my health care providers caution me that I may be on dialysis the rest of my life. And I said to myself, no, I'm not going to do that. Dialysis is a three-hour process, three days a week or every three days. And it's daunting. They take all your blood out and filter it through a dialysis machine and put it back in. And it's a, a very invasive um, 
kind of life. I couldn't imagine. I love to travel and I, my, my brand is zesty changes and I've been zesty and alive and full of life um, up and down through adversity, back up more adversity, back up. But um, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. So what I did from my flat laying down self was really believe and really dig deep and real remember the times that I'd been down before and how I'd gotten up. I used aspirations, not aspirations, inspiration from affirmative beliefs and just doing affirmations and believing and praying and um, maybe just digging down and getting some support. I got support, really good support from my daughter and from my husband and from my Facebook group. A lot of women in my Facebook group, which is um, Sesti Women 50, 60, and 70, really um, encouraged me and helped me realize that there's a lot of people that would miss me. And it was very uplifting. So in, in times of stress, I really recommend those things that you do affirmations, that you try to remember times when you came through something really dark and it ended up okay or even better than it was when it started. Um, I encourage you to get some help. Find some uh, sisters, um, brothers, family, friends, um, even a social community like my Facebook group was really powerful for me during that time. And I couldn't get on Facebook and my fingers didn't work and I couldn't see. But my daughter did it for me and she posted for me how I was doing and uh, let my my uh, women, my sisterhood know that I was in this situation and that I would make it out. And she did one other thing for me, which was so powerful. And that is one of the nurses in ICU recommends she make a poster for me. And they, she said, well, what good is that going to do? They said, make a poster of her life, the things that she loved to do before she got sick. And we'll post it in the ICU. And that poster traveled with me from ICU to hospital bed to rehab bed, all the beds, <laughs> and lots of different beds. Um, but that poster had me traveling the world, shooting fashion photography, skiing, horseback riding, zip lining. I'm just alive with friends, with family, enjoying my life. And that poster traveled with me to all those different hospital rooms and it encouraged my caretakers. And that's what the ICU nurse said. It said, it will make us realize how vibrant and alive and full of energy your mother was. And it'll help us hold that vision, hold that belief, hold that mm -hmm. for her. Because right now she's a shriveled up, dying old lady. Yeah. And we can't imagine her in those situations. Mm -hmm. So that really helped. And that poster was really a godsend for me and helped me remember who I was and who I would be again. And the other thing is that lifestyle that I believe in and I firmly live, I call it get up, get dressed and get out. And that was what gave me the reserve. And I, have been coaching that for a while. And I used to think it's a very nice thing for people to have. I learned that the reserve I went into managing my weight, having a decent blood pressure, having a strong body physically, mentally, and spiritually saved my life. Had I not had that amount of physical strength and, and um, health and vitality, as well as the mental capacity to believe beyond belief that I would come out of this, I maybe wouldn't have made it. Mm. That is so powerful. That was a powerful <laughs> recent story. 
Yeah, that's very powerful. And you mentioned a lot of good things in there, you know, and one of the key things that, you know, I got from that is that you definitely had a very supportive group, you know, a tribe that was, you know, supporting you and cheering you on. What would you say to the individual? Would you tell someone that may be going through something that does not have a supportive group with them? Well, everybody has somebody, you know, and, and it might not be somebody that you remember right at first, but mm-hmm. all those people that have loved you in the past, um, you can dig down and, and revitalize those old friendships. And I did that. One of my biggest supporters mm-hmm. is a high school friend that I reconnected with, that we'd been close in high school. She'd been through a lot of drama with me and I connected with her and got really close and we had a lot of shared memories and she's been there supporting me ever since. So I, I, and and then I reconnected um, earlier, um, not in that drama, but in a previous drama, I connected with, um, during a long arduous divorce, I connected with an old boyfriend of mine from the eighties and we went out to, to dinner and reconnected. And I've been with him ever since. I've been with him nine um, years now. And it was reaching out and being um, uncertain and, and trying something new and going, well, what the hell? I don't know what he's my. doing or whether he's married or what his life is like. But I'm going to reach out and see if he wants to have just, you know, a cup of tea or, or a cup of coffee. And from that, so what I encourage you to do is reach out reach out into your past because nobody has lived lived a life with nobody. Everybody has somebody somewhere that can support you. And the other thing I did when I was going through the, the first tragedy, which I wasn't physically incapacitated, I was mentally um, incapacitated and, and angry and a victim from my divorce. I joined meetup groups and I found women in those meetup groups that I could connect with because I felt like that. I don't have any friends. And then you've yeah. got the problem of they were our friends. You know, so when you split up, whose friends are they? Right. Are they going to go on his side? Or are they going to go on your side? So you end up with that, you know, um, who's my friend and who's not my friend anymore because we split up. So I made new friends in meetup groups and online and I nurtured those friendships. And a couple of the people that I met online through various groups became good friends. One of them flew out and spent two weeks with me on kind of a, a mini retreat where I helped her regain health and uh, get her herself vital and, and zesty again. And she came all the way from Australia to visit me and oh, spent wow. two weeks. And I met her online. And then the other one that I met online and became connected with, she became my realtor. And I bought two houses from her when I finally got my divorce settled and, and sold that property that we had together. So um, the, the biggest thing I can tell you is do something different. If you're feeling stuck, lost, down in the dregs, a victim, um, you're taking the poison and hoping it's going to kill somebody else. Well, it's not. It's right. going to kill you. So I really recommend digging down, doing something different and reach out. Find a, a, a group, find a, you know, there's book re- review yeah. places at the library where they meet. There's people that do the same crafts you do. So whatever you have an interest in, there's somebody else out there with that same interest. If you like to walk, there's walking group. If you like to hike, there's hiking groups. If you like to quilt, there's quilting groups. (laughs) Um, Meetup has something for everybody. So don't give up and just lock the door and go to bed. 
you got to get up, you got to get dressed and you got to get outside. And outside is a big healer. I firmly believe in nurturing people to, you know, find the courage to get up, find the courage to get dressed, which means not just in clothing that you love, but in a life that you love, you know, mm. and that you put your house in order and you do some things to feel organized, beautiful, put your ducks in a row mm. and then get out and get out means reaching people. And it means getting outside. So outside is extremely healing. If you're going through the dark night of the soul, go for a walk, notice what's beautiful, recognize what's still good in the world, that it's not all dark and dingy like your mind might feel right now, but that the birds are still singing and the plants are still blooming and life goes on, even when you feel like it's not going on. Yeah, especially now with, you know, daylight savings time, you know, we have extra time now. So it's an awesome time to, like you said, to get outside. Yeah. And we're um, at the you know tail end of that whole COVID miss, yes. which was very, very destructive for people's yeah. mental health and people's right. physical health. You know, the refrigerator was right there every day, 24 hours a day. And the stress was right there. And the community wasn't there. Right. So you got to be discouraged, locked in and eat. Mm -hmm. So I think COVID really put a dent in people's self-care. Right. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, I know that you have a business. So can you tell us a little bit about your business? What prompted that and who does it benefit? Who does it serve? Well, I had a business that I retired from after the miserable divorce. And it was a, a nonprofit horse rescued where um rescued horses mentored the human spirit. And it was a coaching business that I worked with horses and coached women to live their best life and follow their dreams. And for them, a lot of them was the bucket list of riding horses again. So I did that, then retired from that, went through my own challenges, my own um, down in the dumps, my own back up. And when I got up and healthy again after that, I realized my path was I hired a personal trainer, I hired a life coach. And I got rid of the weight. I got rid of the victimhood. I got rid of the bad mental attitude. And I joined life again. And I went to visit a friend that was sick. And when I, I got on the plane, flew out to see her in California, by the time I got there, she had died. And it was a real testament to how her lifestyle really had killed her. You know, 80% of what kills women is lifestyle choices. It's not um, some uncontrollable disease. It's mostly things that we choose to do that actually harm our health. And then I went and saw some other friends and they were suffering too. And at that point, I had been retired from the horse and coaching business. I decided that I was passionate now to help other women live full out and live that zesty, juicy life into their 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's like there's a whole life ahead of you. And so many of my friends had kind of given up. You know, they were kind of locked in in a black sweatsuit and not not taking care of themselves, not living life fully. So at that point, I became impassioned to be a life guide. So I'm a lifestyle mentor and I touch on um, all the areas in your life that are the contributors to what makes you happy, joyful and zesty and what doesn't. So we create, you know, I call it a zest assessment. We take a look at where you are with your friends, your fun, your family, your finances, your, your fitness, all those things. There's like six primary elements. We, we do an assessment of those, find out what is the biggest one and what's holding you back from living the life that you dreamed of at this age, at 
you know, 50 plus, a lot of us are only halfway there. And some of us are living like, you know, we're going to die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people that you've got a full life ahead of you. One that you don't, you're not going to get pregnant. You're not going to have people, (laughs) people like your mom tell you, you can't have (laughs) sex. You're not going to, you're not going to um, do a lot of stupid things. You've already made some good choices. You've got some some wisdom on board and you can shift whatever is not serving you and then go out and and rock your bucket list whatever that is you know when people say they want to lose weight it's not because they want to lose weight that isn't the end result so i help them figure out why what is that what is it that they want in their life that losing weight would give them to be sexy to wear cute clothes to be able to walk to the top of the eiffel tower to be able to go on a rafting trip. Uh, what is it? What is it that you want in your life? And I have them make a list. I call it a zest assessment. We figure out what are the zesty things over here that you want more of that you maybe don't have as enough of in your life. And what are the zest detractors over here? Those things that destroy that zest, that juice, that mojo, that, that verve, all the words that you think of that are lively, what are the things over here that are keeping you from that? And what hats do you want to keep wearing? And what hats do you want to take off? What things do you want to delete in your life? And what things do you want more of? And figure out what your bucket list really is. For some, it's writing a book. For another, it's travel. For someone else, it's spending more time with their grandkids. It doesn't matter what it is, but getting health on board in your own vitality and your own energy level and your own, I call it zest, which kind of is an encompassing word for all of that, will make whatever it is that you desire, whatever your dream life looks like, it's the road to get there. Because if you don't have good health and you don't have energy and you're and you're mentally not with it, you're uncomfortable, you're not happy, you're not having a joyful life, you're not connected, you're isolated, those things will just drag you down. So you're going to finish, you're going to finish the last quarter in the dark. And I encourage you to finish it in the light. I love that. Beautiful. So you mentioned earlier on during your introduction that you recently, you know, you have a book. I do. So tell us a little bit more about that book, you know, the title, okay. what brought that title about. And okay. the book is called, the book is called Zesty Changes. And it's zesty changes because these women went from being in a very unzesty place, this kind of place, to being in a good place. And there are stories that I collected over the last three years. I've been working on the book for three years, and it's finally done. And there's stories from 30 women and, and one man. And there's stories of, of really tough times, really tragic things that happened, and how those things precipitated a win, how they came out the other side and actually um, gained from that uh, terrible time and that tough experience. And the book also has in the back of it, it tells my own story. And I I was raped as a teenager and got pregnant, gave birth to my daughter in a, in a ward of uh, misfits at a county hospital and gave her up for adoption. And I met her when she was 26 and I've been part of her life ever since. And our stories are in there, both the story of how I got pregnant and the relinquishment 
and our reunion and how hard it was to really reconnect mm -hmm. from those early wounds and her, her abandonment issues. So that's all in there. And then at the back of the book, it's got some ideas to up-level your zest, some recipes, some herbs that help, some things that are, you know, actually material things you can do to help you feel more alive and, and help you feel more healthy. And it's just launching now. Um, the, the book site is open, but it's free to you on Amazon on March 14th. And I'm encouraging everybody to mark their calendar and you can get to the book link and find out more about it and see the reviews on zesty changes. It's plural.com. And that'll take you to my book link. And there's a bunch of reviews in there. And then there's the link to buy it on Amazon. If you go on Amazon right now, it shows it as free, but they want you to sign up for Kindle. It should just be free without having to sign up for Kindle on the 14th. And my wish is to be an Amazon bestseller. And to do that, I have to have an hour where um, I, I sell more than anybody else in my category. So I'm encouraging people to please buy my book between like around 6 p.m. Pacific, which is 9 p.m. Eastern on this Tuesday. And that's hard to do. It's hard to get people to buy it at a certain time. But I'm yeah. hoping my friends and family will, because if it's concentrated in that hour, then Amazon tracks it every hour. And I might only be a bestseller for that hour, but I could be an Amazon bestseller, which will help me spread the word. And the, the book, the book is not about a monetary gain for me. It's mm -hmm. about sharing inspiration and any of the net proceeds from the book, I'm going to donate to two causes, two of my big causes. One is Mother's House, which is a house here in Florida where I live that has 14 apartments for unwed mothers with small children. Mm -hmm. And I believe that had I had that option, had I had a place that I felt I could go, I was homeless and my parents kicked me out. It was a disaster. And if I'd had a place like mother's home, I might've been able to raise my daughter. So the proceeds from the book are going to that. And my other love is rewilding the earth and keeping wild places wild. So there's a, a, a agency in Florida that is connecting wild spaces. And what they're doing is gathering property that is contiguous so that they can create corridors for wildlife. And a lot of wildlife needs big territory and the territory is shrinking rapidly. So if large tracts of land can be connected between state parks, um, county parks, national parks, and private, um, private homes and ranches, and are dedicated to that type of thing, we can um, keep wild places at least somewhat wild. So those are my two big things and probably the reasons I went back to coaching. Well, three, the passionate to help women and up-level them because I believe that women have more money and more time and are living longer than ever. And the more women that are playing full out, the more that they'll um, help heal, heal our world. I've chosen a couple things that I believe are really important. And if I can help women feel good about themselves and um, feel zesty and alive, they're more likely to engage in something. Women are healers. And I believe that if women find themselves healed and comfortable and okay and ready to engage with other things, that they'll help heal the world. And the Dalai Lama said the Western, the Western woman will be the savior of the world. And he means that we have the resources, the power, 
and the clout to make big changes. So that's my end game. Otherwise, I'd just be sitting on the beach retiring. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Florida for a short while, and I definitely miss the beaches. <laughs> I love the beaches. And you'll see that I have a world map behind me. That's mm -hmm. kind of my passion. And I always wear turquoise and pink. And uh, that's my brand colors. And it's the color of the sea and the color of the sunset in the, in the Caribbean. I lived in the Caribbean for nine years. I swam in the sea every day. And here in Florida, I swim in the day in the sea sometimes. And I swim in a pool almost every day. So I love the water and I love outdoors and the sunset. So I wear my brand colors, the colors that reflect what I what I love. I love that. I love that. So being the fearless living coach, everything that I, you know, surround myself is about being fearless. So what would you say is one of the reasons why people, particularly women, are not living a fearless life? Well, it goes way back. I think that women are raised to be afraid that that we're, we're in a patriarchal society, a society that has um that has systemic racism and that has elevated the white woman to kind of the fragile Southern image of, you know, the, the, Oh, I can't do that. Oh, that's not feminine. Oh, I don't want muscles. I want to be mm -hmm. thin and skinny and I don't want to be strong. So we grew up, especially in my, I, I'm 73. So I'm, I'm pushing through a lot of the decades that are, probably beyond some of your clients, but um, especially in my time, um, it was, you know, I grew up uh, not liking the color pink. And the reason I didn't like the color pink was because it was always baby pink. It was always that really pale color. And it represented weakness to me. It represented um, not being able to be strong, like still being a baby, still being an infant, still being cared for. So when I revitalized myself, I decided that I loved pink because the sunsets in the Caribbean against the turquoise sea were pink. But I decided not baby pink, hot pink, you know, vibrant pink, bold pink. So it's a shift of attitude. It's a shift of what you've been, you know, we end up uh, creating cycles in our brain, you know, oh, don't go outside, you know, you might get kidnapped. Oh, don't do that. You might get raped. Oh, don't do that. You know, somebody's not, somebody's going to think you're cheap. Oh, don't do that. Somebody's going to think you're sleazy. Oh, don't do that. So we, we grew up with a lot of don't do's. Mm -hmm. Don't have sex before you're married because the good girls don't do that. So we grow up with a lot of fear, a lot of fear of what being a woman is about and not feeling confident to exercise our own sense of strength, go to the gym and build muscles uh, enjoy our sensuality to be able to be fully engaged with life. I think it's like, I think it's called a governor on a car that keeps it from going too fast. We were all instilled with governors to keep us from being fully alive. And I'm here to take those governors off and especially aging women, women my age, they're like stuck in that thinking of, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I, I'm afraid to drive. I'm afraid to go out after dark. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do that. And as we age, that anxiety and that fear just grows. So um, that's what brought me back to, to coaching is part of, part of what I instill is that fearless sense that you have to develop. 
It doesn't just happen. And the way it happens is doing things you're afraid of and reaching past your limits or your perceived limits and understanding how strong you are and how you can achieve things that you never thought you could and stretching past your limiting beliefs. I love that. Thank you so much. So as we get ready to wrap up, can you let our audience know where they can find you, learn more about you and grab a copy of the book? Okay. You can get a copy of the book on my website by going to the book page. And the book is again, Zesty, Z-E-S-T-Y, changes, plural, C-H-A-N-G-E-S.com. And on there, it, it, it has all about excuse me, all about the book and um, the the reviews of the book. And there's like four or five reviews so you can get a feeling what the book's about. And then there's a link to, that takes you to Amazon. You have to be on Amazon to get the book for free because it's promoted on Amazon. And I'm promoting it for free, uh, as I said, on March 14th. Mark your calendar and um, share it. It's a great read. It's inspirational. And why not? It's free. I would love it if you'd share it on your on your um, social media. You can also find me on social media. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of posts about the book. And that's Zesty Change uh, singular. So my brand is Zesty Change. My book seemed like I needed to have it plural because there were 30 women. Zesty okay. Change sounded like only one person did it. <laughs> so I didn't like that. I had to say, okay, there's 30 of them. So the book became plural, Zesty Changes. And in that book, when you when you download the book or you buy the printed copy, down, you know, which will be released in a few days, um, there's a guide that you can access through that book. And that guide is on my website and it's full of information. It's got over 200 pieces of content about living a life full of zest and health and all kinds of tips and all kinds of menopause tips and post-menopause tips on there as well as um, nine ebooks that I wrote on fitness. You'll get all the ebooks and you'll get um, an affirmation chart and you'll get access to all that information. And so it's a juicy deal. <laughs> you load the book for free in there. You'll get the link to the guide. You'll go on and fill out the information to get the guide and you'll get the guide and you'll have access to it's a membership site and you'll have access to that membership site for a whole year and be able to grab whatever content in there. And I encourage you to join my email list and my, my, um, my group on Facebook, because I do a lot of um, mini coaching in there every Friday. I do a little 15 minute talk on one of my Friday freebies that come in the email. And when you get on, um, on my website, there'll be, um, there'll be things that you can download to, to get into the email list. And it's really worthwhile. There's a lot of good information in that newsletter and in the guide. So Mike, Mike, I have a life coach too. So I believe in life coaches. I think they're really important yeah. to get to your, get to your end goal. And she says only one banana. So if I was to just say one banana, go get the book. <laughs> I love that. It's beautiful. And I'll make sure to capture all these details in our show notes for our audience. Great. And I would love to get a copy of this um, podcast if it, if it's available. If you would send me a link to it, that would be absolutely super. Yes. And definitely. where are you? Where do you live, Marianne? I live right now in Rochester, New York. Okay. It's cold, huh? It is. <laughs> yeah, it's warm here. But even California, where I'm from, is having a really tough time with the weather yeah. right now. It's uh, It's everywhere except mm -hmm. here in Florida. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. Where'd you live in Florida, Marianne? Where were you? Um, right outside of Orlando in Sanford. Yeah, I live um, on the on the Sun Coast. They call it, which is Sarasota, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so on the on the um, west coast of Florida. Okay. And I'm excited. Okay. I moved here after nine years in the Caribbean, so I wasn't really ready to go anywhere that wasn't semi tropical. Yeah. And I I love the beach and the colors. I mean, looking out at that turquoise sea, there's just nothing like it. That's so true. That's so all true. right. Thank you again for letting me uh, spill my my beans here. <laughs> I Tell love you it. what I know. It's not everything. I know some more things, but at least. Oh, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope the conversation with Sharon was insightful. Make sure that you check out the show notes and grab a copy of her book. And as always, remember you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.